welcome to another episode of Laurel Traditions, a podcast dedicated to keeping oral traditions alive while creating lore every single time. No pen, no paper, no prep, just telling an improvised story with some friends. And I have some fantastic guests this week. Dare, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name is Dare. They, she, he pronouns, long she mix them up, I'm all good. And I can be found on the internet anywhere. Just look up NBDare, E-N-B-Y-D-A-R-E. Hello, everyone. My name is CJ, or Scholastic Dragon on the internet. Pronouns, they, them, posterity. Don't even know if I'm using that word right. And you can find me um, on Twitter at Scholastic underscore drag. Hi, everyone. My name is Hillary. I use she, her pronouns. And you can find me at Pixie Spry on all social media platforms. And y'all know me. I'm Saf. I go by she, her pronouns. And you can find me everywhere at a clerical era 748 And we have a wonderful story to tell you this week. We hope you enjoy Music Never Dies. So, it is the last day before school starts again. Four friends in a old beat-up Cadillac, just driving with the roof down, heading towards their favorite mall, but this is the last time they'll all be together. Some of them are moving away, some of them just have new opportunities elsewhere, but this is... A time of change. We find ourselves hopping in the car of the four-door Cadillac, driving along the countryside, looking at beautiful trees, uh, looking at pastures, beautiful cows over on the left side. As you look to the right side, you see farmers having a good time, picking up manure, doing what farmers do best, and as these four wonderful friends are just kind of appreciating the time that they have together, all of a sudden, one of us turns around and says, oh my god, is, is that what I think it is? What is it? Another person called. Everybody turned to look through the windows, and except for the driver, who haphazardly kind of also looked. The Cadillac swerved. Hey, keep your eyes on the road, another person called. No, but seriously, what is it? Everyone looked through the window again. More cornfields, more pastures. Oh, no, you gotta pull over, you gotta pull over, we gotta go back. Is it that good? Another one asked. Well, it was, actually. A quick U-turn, some shifty driving, and soon, a halted Cadillac. The four friends pulled over to see an absolutely peculiar sight. A giant scarecrow with a pumpkin head hoisted in the sky. Not a normal scarecrow. No, a normal scarecrow would have worn, I don't know, checkered shirt and some torn up pants. Instead, this scarecrow was outfitted in the best discotheque clothing you had seen since the early 2000s. Oh, it was worth the pullover. It was worth the shifty driving. Was that a green visor? One of the people asked. Yeah, no, it absolutely was. They stood in complete silence. I mean, after all, they were going to be disbanded soon. They had to make the most of every single occasion, and that included Disco Tech Scarecrow on the side of the road. 
they sat there for a while, just taking in the sight, and they couldn't help but think to themselves, would we have done this had we not been separating at the end of the season? Would we have spent this much time looking at the googly-eyed scarecrow before us? Well, I mean, that didn't seem to matter much now, but they were standing in the shadow of this giant scarecrow in this peculiar field while the farmers next door had a great time, apparently, shoveling manure. But they, they had an idea between the four of them, and it hatched like a, like a little egg. What kind of egg? They had no idea. Um, but discotech Scarecrow inspired them for what came next. The four of them stayed in that field for a while, reminiscing on their time together silently, not a word spoken between them, until one of them, the driver, spoke, standing next to discotech Scarecrow. They reached up delicately and plopped the visor from the top of its round, smiling pumpkin head, setting it upon their own, and smiled at their friends. Well, let's boogie. (laughs) They laughed, all of them, and in the most ridiculously beautiful way, the kind of way that you would watch your brother boogie around your own house after eating his favorite dinner made by your mom, or dancing in the rain, that beautiful feeling of moving your body with other people and that connection that is formed. The friends waltzed around, doing their best impression of moves from the 70s and disco using the rows of corn as their props as they sashayed through using corn husks and corn ears as their microphones and as the day went past on they fell onto their backs looking up at the sky and their tall pumpkin headed friend staring down at them well what next the driver asked turning to their friends The pumpkin made a soft chuckle. What's next is my visor will be returned to me. The scarecrow, now looking even taller than before, begins to lurch over. You were simply not going to take my things without giving them back, were you? The four all exchange a look of confusion and mild panic as they realize that maybe Discotech Scarecrow was alive after all. Uh, what, what are you? One of them asks. And Discotech Scarecrow simply smiles and says, I'm the spirit of Disco. Something long forgotten, long ignored, and long underappreciated. And you've all shown that. You take my things and you don't give them back. And maybe it's time for me to take something of yours. The Scarecrow begins to mutter a soft incantation, which uh, may be the lyrics to Saturday Night Fever, as they all begin to feel compelled to move. This time the dancing is not of their own freedom, but 
more of puppets uh, being operated by string as discotheque scarecrow softly laughs. And so they danced for hours, for days, for months at a time. The four friends wondered, how could this have happened? They didn't expect their last day to be extended into last years until one of them asked Discotech Scarecrow, do you do this to everyone? Are we, will we ever be free? And as Discotech Scarecrow opened his serrated mouth to answer, it's almost as if all of them blinked at the same time. And in that blink, in that flash of an eye, someone appeared. Tall, around six foot two, black jacket, leather pants, with a hat almost similar to a cowboy. Looking surprising. And on this individual's back was a guitar. One that said, rock and roll will never die. And this individual with their long, dark hair, fair complexion, turned around, tipped the hat and said, this ain't gonna be your last day, and I'm here to help. The four friends looked on, at first in horror, as the serrated teeth in Discotech Scarecrow's mouth appeared, and then maybe in delight, as the rock and roll individual made their appearance, it was like being front row in the pit at your favorite concert, both ecstatic and anxious and very tired, especially if you were dedicated and got up at 6 a.m. just to be there. But they had been there for what felt like years or what was actually years, they couldn't tell at this point. But as the rock and roll figure strided closer and closer. Music began to emanate as they whipped the guitar into a gorgeous, flamboyant position. The position of a performer and discotech scarecrow. Well, he didn't seem too fond. And as the four friends looked upon these two fantastic terrifying creatures, two kinds of music began to emanate. Some with the powerful strings of electric guitar, which they had no idea where that could have come from. They all looked upon the two figures striding closer and closer. More funky rhythmic music coming from the scarecrow. They had been beholding for God knows how long. And as the two figures got closer and closer, the music got louder and louder. The beats just emanating in the four friends' chests as they looked on in horror, not knowing what their futures might hold. And then... Gritting his teeth, rock and roll turned over his shoulder, whipping his hair in the way that someone who has performed thousands of concerts would and turned back to the four friends. I can't find the beat. I need you to do this, he says. 
Slowly, he lifts a foot and brings it down to the ground, followed by the other, and a single clap resounding after. He looked expectantly at the four friends and gave them a nod before turning back to discotheque Scarecrow. And now amongst the chords of music, the clashing instruments, a single melody of stomping feet and clapping hands rang out. One final enormous clap of their hands, discotheque Scarecrow fell into the field of corn, having terrorized these young lives for so long. But the smile carved onto his pumpkin face never faltered that same harrowing reflection of something lost to time, a art of disco that would never be forgotten, only remembered on lonely Sundays or certain moods when you turn it on on your playlist. And as the battle ended, the rock and roll specialist in front of these four friends once again turned, giving them one rock on hand symbol before the wind took him away, one guitar riff floating through the air and gracing their ears. A moment of silence, the first one in decades. What felt like decades passed over the four friends, only for the sound of the highway that they had been driving down to pull them back. Slowly they made their way back towards the Cadillac, finding everything as it once was and looked at one another. They didn't say anything, only lifted their hands in that same Rakahan symbol. Throughout that year and many more, whenever something was wrong in their lives or someone was missed, no words were exchanged. A song was sent, one of raring guitars and steady beats and a shared collection of the spirit of rock and roll. That was a fantastic story. This is the part of the podcast where we chat about it. We talk about our inspirations. We talk about what was going through our head. Y'all, I am floored by that amazing story. Let me tell you, I have never been so challenged in my life. And I say that in such a good way because I've done a lot of these episodes. And when I tell you this was so much fun, um, I'm going to start off with Dare because um, they started our story off. So if you want to tell us maybe where you got your inspiration, all that good stuff, you can just start us off. Um, I know uh, how I am as a writer and as like a storyteller and I know where I thrive in feelings of ennui uh, and like the end of an era or the loss of like something as it once stood mm-hmm. tend to hit me a lot i tend to write stories about either friendships right before they dis- uh, dissolve and stuff like that so absolutely just went into my bag on that one i got nothing to say for myself <laughs> yeah absolutely i loved that and then transition to cj and you took us to 
a really lovely setting. Yeah, I am a fan of the mundane. I love the beauty that is in the natural, the normal things. And honestly, just thinking of, I am all. I immediately imagined us just driving through like the Midwest or something, like somewhere where four people clearly have gotten so close because there's nothing else around us. <laughs> Might as well yeah. hang out with the cows, you know? Yeah, I love that. This group, y'all did so well. I had so much fun. Um, the playfulness and the just throwing the ball to the next person, for the lack of better words, was so choice and so good. I did short circuit for a crisp, like, three minutes as I was talking. My brain was like, I don't know, we're going to put words out there and hope to Jesus that they work out in some fashion. Wowie zowie. It was so much freaking fun. Um, It definitely brought, like, the playfulness into this for sure. And top notch to... (laughs) Hillary picking up what I haphazardly threw down. Good on you. Um, did you have any like inspiration for the next part? Um, I threw Disco Tech in there because that was the first uh, kind of why music, like obscurely weird music to put on a scarecrow like outfit. And I was like, I don't know. All I'm thinking about is the like silent raves in the early 2000s where they do like Disco Techs and stuff like that. That's all I can think about. Um, but yeah, Hillary. Yeah, I actually am not super into discotheque music, so it was very challenging when you threw that at me. The closest the guy listened to is like 70s music on the occasion, Mm -hmm. but it definitely reminded me of having grown up in the Midwest, just how so much of my, so many of my friendships were determined by a shared love of music. So as soon as you all set that up, I knew I wanted to bring just that connection of being with people and sharing music together amongst this cornfield or out in the mundane when there's really nothing else but that sound and the people around you. And I I absolutely adored how I handed it off to Dare and she completely flipped it. That was so fun. I was hoping you would either build off of that with your love because I've worked with Dare and I know how you love to work on like meaningful last days with people. Um, But to have you flip it, I was like, oh, I love it. And then to introduce rock and roll into it, it was so wonky and fun. And also um, in theme with our current season, fall and Halloween that just passed. So it was just perfect. Yeah, it was so awesome. Everybody's creativity was so much fun to see in play with each other because everybody it's almost like when you look at a painting right and everybody notices a little bit something different about the painting and you're like oh my gosh now that you pointed out that's so great and one of the aspects of this podcast is just being able to go okay yes whatever you just said and also now I have to put on to that as well and so when Dare put out that concept of it being a spooky scarecrow I was like I literally was racking my brain of what was going to come next I was like I have there's no way for me to anticipate this and Dare you did a lovely job bringing literally bringing the scarecrow to life um but yeah this is just an open portion now of the podcast where we just chit chat about whatever we liked whatever we thought about you know the story in general so go for it so yeah absolutely halloween just being over was on my mind i spent like my halloween weekend with some friends watching old cartoons um and definitely there's a billion mandy episode where a like jack-o'-lantern man is just kind of out for revenge it's just like just dancing in my head a little bit of like what if i played with that like the second the visor was 
was taken i was like oh no this thing is now going to be angry (laughs) the visor was just the the ceiling of the deal this will now be a villain and cj i wasn't expecting rock and roll that was amazing to see (laughs) oh my god what's funny is that if you weren't gonna make scarecrow a villain i was 100 percent planning to go the opposite direction oh so like I was wondering because Hillary started by saying like someone took the hat and I was like, ooh, what if somebody puts the hat on and they're all like teleported to like an internal dance floor and they just get oh. to like be have a jovial time. But I was like, you know what? If we're going evil disco, then something's got to oppose this. And Amazing. then rock and roll, baby. Oh, hell yeah. That's so awesome. And all, no one can see this, right? Because this is a, a podcast, but we have visuals as we record. And everybody cheering each other on silently and giving like thumbs ups and just like clapping. And like several of us were on the edge of our seats because, like I said, looking at a different paint or looking at the same painting with different views, the fact that CJ was going to take the scarecrow into like a good arc is so incredible. And the fact that everyone worked together to continue the storyline is so much freaking fun to me. That's so awesome. I was really hoping people would take like make it a happy ending despite the the evil too i was like i was like i made a villain so someone could overcome this so i'm so happy that happened no one leaned into it (laughs) yeah i really liked to i think i kind of hit at it earlier but dare what you said about like spending time with your friends watching a medium i love like this last moment that they all shared together was like over a medium And that's kind of what they took into as they went on their separate paths. It was still something that could connect them. And it just makes me think of like when I listen to music, how I make these little scenarios in my brain when I think of it. And this was like, I want to find a song for us now that represents like the spirit of rock and roll and disco scarecrow. And so I can think about this again. That's so fun. Yeah, everybody did such a great job. I love, Hillary how you ended it. It was such a fun ending. And there was so much life and realism in this story, despite them fighting and like having the scarecrow come to life. I really love the way you ended it because sometimes, at least in my experience, you have friends where you don't need to say anything. You just have to sit there and be with somebody. And then tying in the concept of using a song or like you were saying, a medium in between that of being like, we don't have to say anything because we already know. And we have the song to like tell us. It's such a beautiful way to tie that up. And it makes it so real while having it be such a fantastical story. And everybody's attributes of like having a friendship dissolve or just kind of coming to an end of things and then enjoying the mundane and making the best out of something with a fantastical element to it is awesome. You guys were amazing. I was on the edge of my sheet the entire time. I did not know where this story was going. (laughs) Me neither. It was fantastic. I saw like... The look of intrigue and fear in your eyes, Seth, as I said, what is that? (laughs) Because I was like, I don't want to be the one to just absolutely throw this story in a direction that nobody's ready for, but I will be the one to let someone else do. (laughs) And that's honestly, that was so good for me because a lot of guests, you know, they are telling their story and it's awesome. We've had a couple people who hand the baton off and it's been awesome as well. And sometimes people just tell their segment, but there's very few times where somebody's like, what is that? And I'm like, at the end of that receiving part, and I'm like, "Hmm, hmm, hmm, good, good, good. So this has been a great stretching experience for me, which is kind of the whole point of this anyways. But yeah, it definitely kept me on my toes. It was so fun. I like that you said, what is that? And my brain said, disco tech scarecrow. That's what we're getting. (laughs) That's the beauty of improv, right? Is you can just make things up on the fly and you're like, it is now. That's what this story is about. But you guys handled it so well. 
Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Laurel Traditions, a podcast dedicated to keeping oral traditions alive while creating lore every single time. Special thank you to Dare and CJ and Hillary for being here as guests and for telling a fantastic story, as well as a special thank you to Kess, our audio wizard who created our little jingle and edits every single episode of this podcast. I'd be lost without you. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.